welcome to the table, the one and only Peter E. Davidson! Oh, it's me! Um, that was, yeah, I, I did the introduction there, just in case. <clears throat> yes, I'm Peter E. Davidson. Welcome to the second ever Lockdown at the Loft, our uh, attempt to try and keep you entertained throughout all this madness by getting some of our favourite ever comedians to come on here and tell you about their worst ever gigs. So, yeah, we are making people suffer for your delight. It's the way we do it these days. Um, I hope everyone's keeping well out there. Uh, just a little recap. We had our first ever episode last week. And um, for all you who tuned in to our Facebook Live premiere launch, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> because we tempted fate a little bit too much. We did a show called uh, Comedians Dying on Their Hole. We uploaded a video to premiere live and it died on its hole essentially so the people that did tune in oh what oh what did they get to see they got to see the first five minutes of that video play three times um so they basically got the lovely opening credits with music by me and uh terry McHugh's story of dying on his ass in edinburgh up to a point three times three times in a row and then it just crashed totally so um Yep, we were victims of our own hubris. We were hoisted by our own petard. We looked like dicks. That's essentially uh, what happened there. So hopefully this time, technically, it might be a little bit better. Also to give a little bit of a shout out because this week we're also for part of the Gasyard Wall Fela's uh, April celebrations. We're going to be putting up a little half-hour video as well of some of the acts that you've seen uh, last week and this week. Um, some of them doing stand-up live from the club. So, well, not live, recorded live at the club because there'll be people there. Uh, if it was live from the club, it would be really depressing at the moment. So uh, you're going to have that. That's going to be a bit of fun. Keep an eye out on our channels for that. Um, in the meantime, we're going to kick on with today's show. Um, let me tell you some of the acts that we have coming up for you today. We have the brilliant Darren Matthews. We have the absolutely wonderful Lorcan McGrain. We have the giantly tall Fintan Harvey. And I've heard rumour that we're going to have another video in there somewhere, but um, still waiting on something to, to arrive in my inbox. Fingers crossed we'll get that for release date. So let's just get things started. Uh, we've already told you about one disaster we've had. We're going to keep things moving on. And we're going to bring you, first of all, let's kick things off with, um, I said, the tallest guy and the sweetest guy I know. Yeah, he is, right? Just, he's a lovely guy. Ladies and gentlemen, the absolutely brilliant Fintan Harvey. Okay, and hello. I was asked to uh, talk to you about my worst gigs, or worst gig, but I'm going to do worst gigs because there's far too many to just leaving out of one. I mean, leaving out of two is even a wee bit of handling. Well, the first one was on the 12th of July. I think it was around 2012, 2013-ish, somewhere around there anyway. Uh, started off, it was a daytime gig. I think the gig started at about 3 o'clock in the day. I had to get from Claudie, yeah, go Claudie, or, or, uh, from Claudie to Cookstown by bus on a public holiday, bank holiday, whatever it is. Um, so there's no buses. So, well, I got a bus to Mahara and I got off in Mahara and I thought I'm going to have to thumb it the rest of the way. So I got lifted by 
a kind stranger who took pity on me, marching on my own on uh, on the 12th of July and dropped me off at Cookstown. So I got there a good two hours early, got to the gig where the gig was danky, wee, dark fucking place. Um, got on there and I thought, holy shit, this is, yeah, it's a bit rough looking. Anyway, went up to the bar. There was only about three or four people in the place. Went to the bar and I noticed fellas standing against the wall and one of them was headbutting the wall just headbutting the wall and I said to the barman I was like what's the crack with your man headbutting the wall and he goes ah don't worry about them boys you just sort out a wee bet there it's crying I said what's the bet he said they're trying to figure out if the wall's plasterboard or if it's brick now a simple wee knock the wall would probably do the same thing, but these fucking Lachicos decided to headbutt the wall. Um, so after a bit of bleeding around the brain, I would say, and stuff from the audience, we got on with the gig. A um, lot of shouting, a lot of roaring, not a while, lot of listening. Um, got through it, ended up, didn't get home from Cookstown that night, just stayed in Cookstown on the, on the rip. Um, so all's well, it ends well. And then the second one was in Derry. Um, it was during the City of Culture crack, you know, and City of Culture decided they were putting put on a few gigs in pubs that would never usually have comedy in them. Uh, one of these pubs I was asked to do, and it was on Bishop Street. Uh, got there on time, the whole, the whole, the whole works, dressed and all, ready to rock. Got there and it was just like, like, Seven or eight outfellas sitting at the bar. No interest in comedy whatsoever. Obviously the lads were out for a fucking pint and chat about the crack and football and the horses and whatever else going on. Didn't want to be listening to some boy chatting in the corner. And so up before me was a comedian from Cookstown, actually. Another Cookstown connection in the story. Uh, Cormac O'Donnell, and any is no Cormac, used to do a character... Eastern European character, so he'd come in and he'd have like the leather jacket on him and the leather trousers and the white socks and the pointy shoes and stuff, you know, and just in character. So his set is uh, amazing, uh, and it's things like you fucking Irish, you know, and then you fucking Irish, you don't know what to fucking do, you fucking Irish and stuff. Everybody at the bar the drank there, most of them were full, they'd been out all day, took great umbrage to an Eastern European fella coming into their bar and telling them Irish people her shite and you fucking Irish. There was almost a riot. There was almost a riot. Um, people started getting abusive, racist, shouting at them, go back to your own fucking country if you don't like it here and stuff. Um, so he was booed off the stage, uh, ran for his life. I think he sped home in his car straight after to Cookstown, not Eastern Europe, because he's not from Eastern Europe. And then next they said, uh, so they were just getting back to their pints after all the shouting, the lads, and then it came, next we have Fenton Harvey from Claudie, and another outsider, you know, it's only 10 miles out the road, but I know I'm still an outsider, you just don't have to lie to me or anything. Um, again, didn't want to listen there came the abuse and the shouting. Uh, get off the stage. Get back to Claudie, where you, where, where you should be and stuff. Um, do you know what? There's countless other bad gigs because anybody will tell you when you're starting off in comedy and even when you're still going in comedy, it's like you'll just play to the dingiest. 
most horrible places. But do you know what? There's always a wee bit of crack out of them too. So stay safe, everybody, in isolation. And I'll see you all at the club soon. Fenton Harvey, everybody. Woo! See that? See that uh, That wee gesture? That's that's what I uh, that's what I used to do when I was emceeing. You might remember me doing that. Just bringing back some of the magic for free there. Also, it's just a wee tip. If any of you ever want to get into emceeing, clap and walk on towards a microphone. That's uh, And then go, hey. That's pretty much it. That, that's got it covered. Yeah. Um, my job is very easy in some ways, folks. But anyway, just massive thank you to Fenton Harvey for sending that video in to us and uh, to all the comedians who've sent us forward stuff. And if you know any comedians out there who want to send in some videos, let them message me on the page and so on. And uh, we're happy to share you um, dying on your hole with everybody, uh, everybody who wants to. Um, so we're going to just keep uh, things rattling on here. We have uh, said a number of great acts, so we're going to quickly go to the next one. Um, this guy was down with us just in February as part of the NI Science Festival. Uh, he's helped me out on shows like Nuke It From Orbit, The Movie Quiz, um, and he's just one of our a good friend of mine as well as one of my favourite acts. Um, he's the absolutely brilliant uh, Monaghan comedian, the one and only everybody. Lorcan McGrain. Hello there, Lorcan McGrain here. I'm just uh, having a go at my patented COVID-19 touching hand. I uh, hope everything's uh, going well. Hope you're having a nice global apocalypse. Um, I'm here in my old childhood bedroom. It feels like just only yesterday I was uh, playing Doom on the PC and uh, reading Darkside magazine and listening to the Pixies. In fact, it was uh, only yesterday, um, as I'm often stuck in my uh, childhood uh, teenage bedroom. Um, but today I'm recording um, from, from there to discuss, I suppose, um, uh, one of the, the worst gigs, the times who died, died uh, the most, I suppose. I suppose nearly every gig I do, there's probably some person in the audience assuming that it's the worst gig uh, that I've ever had. But uh, uh, a lot of the gigs, uh, the bad gigs, understandably happen uh, when you're when you're starting out. So I was looking over uh, an old blog I used to do, um, which had some of my um, which had some of my um, old dates that that I did, um, old press uh, photos as well, looking very shaven-headed and confident. Um, I've got another one there. Um, so they, um, so there, like that sort of uh, press um, press uh, photos we used to do. So uh, I started doing comedy in Norwich in 2007, and uh, a friend of mine there decided it would be a good idea to try and bring that sort of Norwich alternative comedy flavour out to the more rural towns in Norfolk. Norfolk's quite a, a, rural, a rural area. So his idea was to bring, uh, do a tour, a tour of rural Norfolk. Now I'd only been doing comedy for about a year. And uh, so it was quite interesting to, to meet um, the, the, the local uh, rural Norfolk people. Um, I, I won't cast aspersions, but I did mention Google in my act, which is quite an obscure thing. Uh, and someone in Durham asked, what's Google? So uh, that was the, the sort of uh, uh, things that you would get there. Um, so I'll just, I'll just read out some of the 
the big kind of highlights, the, the, the sort of uh, comedy, you'll probably recognise these venues as top comedy venues, uh, the King's Head in Durham, uh, the Swan in Loddon, uh, L-O-D-D-O-N, some people go to do, do London, no no it's uh, Loddon, um, uh, White Hart in Swaffham, the London Tavern in Attleborough, um, uh, the Railway Tavern in Holt, the White Horse in Trouse, the Silver Fox in Tavernham and the Queen's Head in Wyndham. Uh, so and of course ending it all in the Fisher Theatre in Bungay so there's some of the, the kind of top um, uh, kind of places that we, we gigged in now generally they the, the went quite well in, in some in some places but like kind of small audiences you're building a sort of audience maybe there were enough of people uh, not particularly wanting to see alternative comedy and definitely uh, you know some of them not wanting to see it coming out of the gibbering mouth of someone from rural Monaghan uh, talking about superheroes and parallel dimensions and such you know the average things uh, that one would be talking to in a sort of pub comedy setting um, one of the, 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 the I'd say the worst but the toughest one is a case where I got heckled after after my gig um, there was uh, in Swaffham there was a guy there just sitting there who just took the whole idea of being at a comedy gig was at um, at at the break and stuff. It would be a good idea to tell loads of racist jokes, uh, and so he was just sitting there, and he he did not like me at the start. So in the first half, uh, I was on and I did my stuff, and I could just see him, um, just uh, um, kind of arms folded, just going like, "What's this guy talking about?" Really, really burning his night. He wanted to uh, crack on and tell his own racist jokes during the break. You know, that was the his idea of what a comedy night uh, should be. Um, so there was only about eight people in the audience. Um, the audience reduced to four at one stage during the night uh, when a fight broke out outside. So it was sort of like competing uh, entertainments. You could go and see the fight outside or or see us. And um, so after the break less people in the audience uh, because of the fight and uh, I thought well I'll, I'll sit in the audience and help um, I kind of beef up the, the audience numbers and um, kind of you know uh, almost double them and um, I, I you know the, the fella had come back in the fella who was uh, telling the racist jokes and stuff and uh, before the I could hear him before the, the the second half started he just goes I hope that fucking Irish cunt isn't coming back on again uh, which was very nice very nice to get heckled uh, after the fact after you've already been on and um, so that was uh, probably one of the, the toughest ones some gigs you're, you're you're kind of looking for maybe uh, financial rewards or payments uh, on other gigs uh, the, just just escaping is 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 payment enough uh, just getting back uh, at that stage to the metropolis of, of Norwich uh, was good enough in the olden days so um, uh, so that's uh, my little story of like one of the worst uh, gigs uh, overall the tour was very nice it was a great experience uh, and all the rest but uh, in that, that case it was uh, slightly, slightly well just just a little bit terrifying which is always good uh, to have on gigs when you're starting off so uh, uh, that's it for me I'll hand it back to uh, Peter and thanks very much and uh, hopefully uh, see you all uh, in the flesh <laughs> uh, soon enough okay thank you bye bye Lorcan McGrain, everybody! Hey! And at the back. Again, that's, you know, just MC and it's just, it's in my blood. It's in my blood. Uh, again, just a tip there, as you might have seen, that came in doing that and then did that. Don't ever go and then walk off. Very confusing for an audience. Um, or just come in and go. Again, audiences, you, you have to say who was just on, get them to clap. It's. This is 101. This is one. This is basic stuff here. 
Um, yeah. I just again, uh, thanks to Lorcan for sending that video. Uh, it really does mean a lot that we can uh, put this video out and keep the club alive um, while we're all in this weird, weird position. Um, it, it does mean a lot. It, it's it's great, and also I just want to say at the start there, um, you know, before uh, Fintan, I said he's sweet, one of the sweetest person I know. Lorcan was like he's one of my favorite, uh, one of my good friends, and one of my favorite acts. And you're probably going, he he says that about everybody, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I love I love pretty much everyone, and I'm not gonna like stop because um, next up we have for you the absolutely brilliant uh, Darren Matthews, who we've had in the club a few times, most notably the time his car nearly exploded on the way to <laughs> the venue. Um, but he's an absolutely great uh, comedian from Newry. Um, just it's great to have him, and I really appreciate him sending this video. So please, massive round of applause for the one and only Darren Matthews. You're probably sitting in your room going. This feels weird, but do it anyway. Hello everyone. Welcome from, um, well, my house, which is where you're all supposed to be. Uh, your own houses, not my house. Uh, my name is Darren Matthews. I am a stand-up comic from Bestbrook in the lovely place of County Armagh. Uh, Peter has asked me to come on and talk to you about uh, the worst gig I've ever done. Now, I'm not sure if it's the worst gig I've ever done, but it's definitely one of the worst. And it didn't even have the good manners to happen on the island of Ireland. This happened to me in a lovely town called Kuta, which is on the island of Bali, which is part of the chain of islands that make up the country of Indonesia. I was in the middle of an Asian tour, which had been going fantastically. I was um, headlining in places like Singapore, uh, Kuala Lumpur, and uh, Hanoi in Vietnam. They were all brilliant, lovely gigs. And then I decided to take a few weeks, uh, just holiday in in Bali. Uh, If you've ever been to Bali, um, you've gone there as a backpacker. Um, If you're Irish, it's great for, you know, like cheap pints and like a lovely beach. If you're Australian, Probably hookers, that's probably why you're there. Um, I was there and I just decided to Google to see if there were any gigs happening in Bali and I found out that a guy called Forrest Shaw was gigging for uh, a guy who runs gigs in um, in Indonesia, in Jakarta. A fantastic promoter called Sal's Realness, real, real nice dude. Uh, I just sent him a message on Facebook saying, hey, my name's Darren, I'm a comedian, currently on tour but having a few weeks off, just wondering if there's any gigs I could jump on at. And the dude said, yeah, come along to this. You can do a 10-minute show at um, a gig which was in a beautiful five-star resort. Now, we did a gig on top of a rooftop in a hotel with the sun setting behind us. And you're saying to yourself, Darren, that doesn't sound like a bad gig at all. And it wasn't. It was an absolutely lovely gig. Now, the organisers hadn't booked an MC, so I jumped up. They had just basically introduced people and told them, you know, turn your phone off, the usual stuff. And then brought me up. So they had two Balinese guys up who were doing English language comedy. They were fantastic. Um, they were doing comedy and basically in their second language which is massively impressive and then the guy brought me up and I closed the first half and then the promoter came to me and he said hey look I didn't book an MC but you did a good job do you want to MC the second half and bring up Forrest so he's nice and relaxed and he's got a good crowd to gig to I said no problem we got up Forrest does an absolute blind of a show and I'm thinking this is a good night this is really good this is continuing the good run of shows then the promoter says we're going to go do another gig do you want to come do another show with us? We'll get you a taxi right there. We'll get you a couple of beers. And I was like, yeah, this is going good. This night's great. Let's go do another gig. We got to the second gig. Uh, at this point, Forrest uh, had pretty much had food poisoning for a few days. So he wasn't feeling too good. He's supposed to get up and do like 20 minutes. Uh, the guy says to me, just get up. He goes, we're going to this club in town. Jump up, warm them up 10, 15 minutes. I was like, no problem. But I said no problem before we had seen the venue. 
We then arrived at a place which was uh, a nightclub, essentially, that was playing definitely loud music. And when we went in, there was a lovely space at the back where we could have done the show, but that's not what we were doing the show. We were doing the show when I was handed a radio mic. Now, to all the comedians who know, a radio mic is usually the death of comedy. At least once in a gig, they will cut out, they will fuck up, and every time they say to you, there's new batteries in this, bullshit. It doesn't fucking matter. The batteries are shite, the mic's shite, and you're not going to hear fuck all. They put me out in the front bar, which is open, because it's a beautiful tropical resort, so people can just walk past up and down the street. They kind of loosely assemble the tables around the place, and then they just go, uh, ladies and gentlemen, here's a guy with an accent you probably won't understand, Darren Matthews. I walk up with my mic and I'm like, hello, and then I realise that all of the sound is coming from the back of the room from the nightclub part. There's no speakers out where we're talking, so I'm standing there with my mic, talking, but to anybody sitting more than 10 feet away from me, all they see is this. Which is no good for comedy. People need to be able to hear what you're saying. Uh, I pretty much get into a thing where I'm trying to do crowd work, but if you're not sitting in that little semicircle around me, you can't hear me anyway. So a guy to the right, an Aussie guy, starts heckling me. I'm doing really witty, lovely put-downs. Doesn't matter. If you can't hear me, it doesn't matter. And he's pretty loud. I'm not that loud, and if I don't have a microphone, you can't hear me. Uh, I'm supposed to do 15 minutes. Uh, I look to the back of the room once I think that they're, they're some way paying attention. And Forrest, who looks like he's about to throw up again, just goes. So I bring him on. And after I died for about 12 minutes, he got up. He was supposed to do 30 minutes. I think he managed to do about 12 and then just went, see you later. And um, yeah, it was it was rough. In the, and the reason it was more rough was because it was right after an absolutely lovely gig. <sighs> I hope you've enjoyed my tale and it's cheered you up that at least you're not me. So, good luck, and I'll see you all soon. So, Darren Matthews, everybody. Where, where am I going? You see, you come in, you click. It makes sense. Uh, <laughs> folks, I hope you're enjoying today's video. I said this is uh, our second one trying this out, uh, this new format. So, I hope it's going down very well. It's also now available as a podcast. So, you can get it on uh, iTunes. Um, you can get it on Podbean. So, if you just look for Comedy Live Northwest, Lockdown at the Loft, and we'll have... I see I'm going all YouTube-y, haven't I? Just follow the links, click for notifications, like and subscribe. Cheers, guys. Um, yeah, but you can follow and we'll put links up to where you can get this as an audio podcast if you don't want to see this mess. That's understandable. I did wash um, this month, so that's good. Um, we don't... I think we, we were supposed to have another video here, but I haven't actually received... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, boys and girls. Uncle Pieter has asked me to uh, tell you about the time I had my worst show ever. Well, the truth of the matter is, I have never ever had a bad show. Except for the time that the swimming pool burned down, but... That was hardly my thought. <laughs> so, instead, I am going for to give you advice. Yes, yes. I am going to give you advice on how to wash hands. Mm. It's very important in this day and age to learn how to wash hands. <clears throat> now, unfortunately, I only have one hand. And here it is. Mm. 
He belonged to old Kropotkin. He's all right. He does not need it anymore because he is dead. Well, he's dead now. Losing a hand will do that to you because of massive blood loss. So, how to wash hands? First of all, one needs lots and lots of hot water. Yes. And second of all, one needs lots and lots of soap. Yes. And third of all, one needs a towel, I suppose. But I hear you ask, what if I do not have lots and lots of hot water or lots and lots of soap? Well, easy, I show you. You use whatever comes to hand. Comes to hand. In my case, I am using the hot sauce. Yes. So what we do is we pour the hot sauce onto the hand. Yes. Hot sauce on the hand. And make sure the hot sauce is all over the hand. Over the hand. Oh, of course, the important thing to do when washing hands with hot sauce Never, ever touch the eye. Never touch the eye. Oh, 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 my eye. Oh, he's full of hot sauce. Ow! And then after you do that, we put hand in cupboard where police will never, ever find it. <laughs> And now, uh, boys and girls, to help you all to go to sleep, I would like for to sing you a lullaby. <clears throat> it's all right, go to sleep. There's nothing under that bed. Oh, wait, what was that? I think there's something under that bed. You better go and check. Because I'm not doing it for you. I'm afraid of the thing that's living under your bed. And you should be as well. Good night, children. That that was that was Rodolfo, the clown, uh, one of our most infamous acts ever at the club. Uh, um, yeah, a big big. I want to say thank you to Rodolfo for sending that in. Uh, nothing beats just ending the night on a massive nightmare. So, because um, we're not stressed enough. <laughs> um, so, no, it really does, as I said, means a lot. And so I want to say a big, big thank you to all the acts who have sent us in videos. Um, so to Darren Matthews, to Lorcan McGrain, to Finton Harvey, and to Rodolfo the Clown. You see, you can go off then, because like, that feels like an... Anyway, MC in 101 is just... You learn something. It's edutainment. That's what no one will call this. Um, so, folks, we hope to bring you a new video uh, every week. Um, coming up, we have videos coming in from the likes of Sorka Shanahan of the Makey Uppers. Uh, Paddy Raff has promised us a video. And uh, Mickey Bartlett has promised a video. But um, I think he seems to be having uh, a breakdown ever since he 
just shaved everything. I was going to shave this beard off and then I saw Mickey and then I went, oh, no, that's just... Mm. Mickey reminded me how many chins hide under this. It's it's not good. When you're my age, it's not... Yeah, it's it's not a, a hipster look. It's so you can consolidate all your many chins into one chin. It's like a just a beard bearded camouflage for an explosion in an airbag factory. So I'm, I'm going to keep that there because if I'm going to be on video, you, you don't need to see that. You don't need to see that. Uh, yeah, we're going to try and get videos rolling out um, every week to keep you entertained, um, just give you something. Um, just I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're getting through this well. hope the numbers aren't scaring you too much. And stay indoors. I have no authority. I have no authority. I drink rosé wine. Of course I'm not going to have any authority. But please have a great, great time. I've been Peter E. Davidson. Um, lots of love and stay safe.